are you? Uh, I'm good. I have my dog here. <laughs> yes, we both have like cuddly support dogs. Um, from I can tell you the company. Oh yeah. No, I can't read Japanese. <laughs> we'll post a nice picture of them on the They're on the really Twitter. Sweet. They're a good thing to cuddle when you're doing a podcast. Yeah. So I can look at the dog and not at you because human <laughs> contact is horrifying. <laughs> yes. The uh, the trials and tribulations of doing a podcast with comic people. Um, Today, we are doing our second making episode. We're going to be talking about our processes. And I'm really I'm really excited about this one, actually, because I want to scream at you. Yeah, something I learned from our um, ideas episode is that we are not here to try and teach you and say what is the methods of coming up with ideas. We are here to tell each other about our ways of doing things. Yeah. And whether they are good ways or bad ways, or lessons that are cautionary, or, like, is up to, you know, interpretation. And everybody... Everyone has their own way of doing it, and our own unique secrets and shames. And I just... I'm very excited to learn that, and hopefully, if you're listening to this, wanting to make comics... You understand there's no right or wrong way mm-hmm. to do a comic. Okay, Hamish, tell me. So you've got you've just got your idea. Yes. From our ideas episode. Yeah. What happens next? Well, um, I divide my life into many different categories, but yeah. one of them is like pre-working with publishers and pre-not. Yeah. But I think in still that's like if I'm making an idea for me or if I'm making an idea for working with a publisher. So if I was pitching an idea to a publisher, that's what I would do first. I wouldn't draw any panels. I'm luckily at a point where I don't need to show them a complete comic. I can actually pitch ideas. So I would work on a little pitch, which is actually a good thing to do even if you aren't pitching it, just to like solidify what your comic is about who your characters are it's a good thing to like design your characters before you start drawing them which i need to keep learning because uh i still do that um and like that's one way and then they would dictate the order i do things in and it might not be natural to me um so i'm going to talk about comics that are just for me that i'm going to self-publish yeah should we do an explanatory comma about general terms we're going to be using and their point in the process. How do you mean? Um, I because I, I know a couple of non comics people might be listening to this. Hmm? What is a thumbnail? Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, like, sorry if if words come up, we'll divine them. And yeah. We'll try and call each other out. Even yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I have an idea. Okay. Um, I want to make a comic. Now, naturally, I don't write scripts. Uh, Some might argue argue that you can tell. Uh, I tend to find that, and I'm like this in animation as well, that when I write a script, I get far more caught up in making sure that dialogue explains things rather than showing things with my art. Mm. 
the like one note I repeatedly get on my scripts with no brow has been your art is already saying this and you need to not have the character also saying the thing that we can gather from that so but edit is always just like you already said that you already said that even if you haven't said it in dialogue you've said it in the story yeah so I'm saying this because I have to make scripts for publishers because they need something to like like check and edit and stuff and it is useful but naturally i would go straight to thumbnails yeah thumbnails are small drafts of page layout yes but also i think we could argue about what a thumbnail is and how we use them because i've seen your goddamn thumbnails (laughs) so (laughs) yeah in, in in theory you'd hope that a thumbnail would be, um, you know, a page layout. But if I'm... This is almost like a proto-thumbnail I do, where I'm saying what need, what information needs to be communicated to the reader by the end of that page. So some thumbnails will have a bit of a layout, but some will just say uh, they're brothers. Yeah. Or they meet or something. That's interesting. So my thumbnails often just look like squares and words. And this is like a good way I, I'm, I'm laying out also what a double page spread looks like. Mm. Um, which is another thing that's annoying when writing a script is you can guess what a double page spread would look like. But it's like, unless you're writing big splash page. Yeah. A term which is just like, it's a double page spread, but it's one image essentially. Yeah. Or like one composition. Yeah. Um, when you're writing scripts, you can guess, and then sometimes they make edits, and I'm like, the, the double page spreads are off. And like in Dead End Year Two, we had to like add a couple of pages just to make some double page spreads work. Yeah, when I was, was... Uh, first drafting Brigantia, mm. um, it was interesting having to be really careful, um, playing a little bit around with the pages, and then having to be really sure that you haven't messed up any of the double page like yes so with something like pantheon or dead endia because i both i self-published both of those first actually i won't talk about dead endia because that's webcomic so pantheon i always wanted it to be a book so my thumbnails were a like especially with that when i was like researching uh the mythology i would just like write and this myth is these three pages and i wouldn't even be like writing it just so that I knew like how long the comic was, um, and that would all be drawn like on a piece of paper. I'd just be drawing little squares. Mm. If, however, I was publishing something smaller, and I was like, I need to make a twenty-four page comic, um, I would get those twenty-four pages, and I would like make a mini or an actual one. I just get printer paper and staple it, and then that's like my dummy comic. And then I would do the same, where some of them would be compositions, and some of them would just be like information. Um, and I've done that digitally, but it is kind of It's fun. really different. Yeah, it is fun to and, and useful to have it as a physical thing. And that would be essentially what my script is. Like, like I said in the ideas episode, I usually have an idea for the ending in mind. So I would usually start with like the first few pages. Then I would do the ending. And like I said, this might just be ending written on the face of the paper or like the information of what's happening yeah you're not actually locking down any dialogue or no and i would want to make sure that there's enough time for the ending if Mm. it if i want like i don't want it to just 
be cramped into one final panel. I want it to like feel intentional. <laughs> um, and then I would probably like try and make both of those meet in the middle. And I probably wouldn't be doing too much dialogue yet. But my way of writing dialogue is very uh, stream of consciousness. Like <laughs> I've tried to establish my character so I know how they would respond to things. Um, and this is how I do it. Remember, this isn't necessarily the best way because I think my dialogue is like usually there's gentle quips and it's serviceable, but it's not totally memorable. Um, so that would be essentially what a script would look like to me for something I'm publishing myself. Yeah. For example, the crab comic I've mentioned doesn't have any dialogue, um, and just to write down the events that are taking place would like probably take the wind from out of my of my sails. It would feel really like you got to keep it fresh. Yeah, um, and dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's that stage. Idea to like a script. Okay, so that's your really rough thumbnails. Yeah, and drafting out key bits of dialogue. Yes. What's next? Um, next, that would possibly when I actually do, if I wasn't pitching it, would be when I like design some stuff. Mm -hmm. I usually would draw the main characters. Often I'm lazy and I don't do, I don't do any kind of turnarounds. I, I would if it was for someone else or anything, but if it's for me, I know, like, um, usually what happens is like halfway through drawing it, I'm referring to my drawings, not. I, those like character designs have long since been useful. Yeah. Um, and I then pretty much just start drawing it in order. So I will, I will sketch it. And this is on paper or? Um, probably nowadays would be on the actual app I'm using, mm. either Photoshop or Procreate or something. Yeah. I probably still use Photoshop to sketch out the pages very roughly with like a... On your Cintiq. Yes. Yeah. Um, with a, uh, the light blue, like, pencil, which yeah. I usually bring down a few, uh, colour grades or whatever. Yeah. And just, like, sketch out things, and they can be atrocious. This is also a time when I sometimes um like for example the actual dead end house uh i built very much using someone else's like uh template uh on sketchup sketchup a like 3d modeling app <sighs> which now sometimes i can get into i'm so sad it used to be free um, and now it is architecture levels of you have to subscribe to this service yeah. And it was, I used it all the time and it helped me with backgrounds and buildings so much. Yeah. And I'm heartbroken. So this, so sometimes I'll be sketching pages and sometimes I'll be like taking photos of the reference mm. I need or like pulling from Google or pulling from other 3D like modeling apps and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I do know that uh, Clip Studio has all this. I have yet to work out what's going on on that app. It's too scary for me. It takes me a while. One day. Um, so I make a kind of 
Skeleton Rough. Now, this might be the whole book. Mm-hmm. Or, depending on length. Um, for Dead Endia 2, I did do the whole book. For Pantheon, it was, like, as I go along. <laughs> um, but I think nowadays I probably would sketch out the whole book first. Yeah. Um, and then... Like, page by page, sketched. Yeah. So then I have a version of the whole book sketched up. And, yeah. I, and the thing is, it wouldn't even be very much more advanced than the thumbnails sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it will be really specific, but if I'm spending too much time on the sketch, um, I'm, I could just be drawing it, mm. if that makes sense. And I'll probably make something too nice that I'll never pre-capture. So, uh, yeah, then I would go to inks. Which are the actual lines that? Yeah. Now the way I draw, like I'm, I've never worked out how to paint digitally. Yeah. So all of my artwork is black, all coloured lines, with flaps underneath and some shading underneath, and nothing more advanced than that. Mm. Um, sometimes I do black outlines on the outside of a character, but the internal lines are coloured. And is this something that you ink, or something that you change after you've inked it all? I ink that You way. ink in colour? Yeah. What?! Now, the problem is, I don't always know what the colour's gonna be. Yeah! Uh, usually I can make an educated guess, but as long as they are coloured, they're a lot easier to change later on. So... Okay, this has shook my whole world. <laughs> I, di- I didn't realise this. So, um, do you... Okay, we're you're drawing a panel of Barney. Outline is black. Skin tone inside is a darker orange or whatever. Yeah. Um, is the orange on a different layer? Is the green for his shirt on a different layer? No. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing is... If it was all black, I'd have to like go in and like pencil tool around the section and change the colour that way. Uh, you wouldn't, but I know. Um... <laughs> this is gonna be a, a series of revelations. Yeah. Um so as long as I've drawn it as a different colour, I can change it later on. Easier. Because yeah, I like... how? <laughs> paint bucket. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. Um... You paint bucket your lines into a different colour. All the fucking time. Fuck! Also, like, I'm paint bucketing blacks all the time. And yeah. Yeah, like, paint bucketing blacks is fine. That's a normal human thing to do. I don't want to come for you here, but that's insane. Uh, I know, but it's how I get things done. I have a really slapdash, like, it'll be fine. I think I actually said to you once, like, I was, like, halfway through the, uh, the, the gay dwarven one. Yeah. Um, I said, well, if they're this far in the comic, they've already bought it. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's bad. But, like... That's amazing. I, I just... Ju- I'm sorry. Is this Photoshop or Procreate? Um, both. Do you want me to show you a different way of doing it really easily? Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Good That'd answer. be good. Um, so, yeah, but I don't tend to do, like... I actually, because of the time constraints, Dead End 2 does not have that. It's yeah. all black lines. Okay. 
Um, and I really like your coloured lines. I know, it was a sacrifice. Yeah. Um, I still tend to do coloured lines for background yeah. stuff. Um, or if I like it, it needs to be a certain material or something. What do you ink slash line with? Like, do you have a favourite um, pen or brush? Um, I tend to use the paintbrush, uh, the gritty range. Mm. Um, uh, because, and I'll tell you for why, I used to do all my art with a like uh, black like gel pen yeah 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 uh a very thick one um and scan it in and color it afterwards uh, and when i scanned it in it would be that like just black and white yeah type thing um and i did the godzilla zine mm. and it has a wraparound cover and i got a cintiq halfway through when i'd only i'd drawn the front with my pen and scanning and then I wanted to draw the back on the Cintiq, so I had to find a pen that looks like a gel pen scanned in at that thing. Yeah. And I have not changed my pen since, because <laughs> I've been too scared. Well, so interesting. I had um, a, like a period of, I'm sure I talked to you about it, I had a period yeah. of like a couple of weeks where everything was wrong. I couldn't make art that made me happy. And I was like, what is going on? Am I depressed? Is like, have I lost the ability to draw? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, I realised my pen tool was on the run setting. <laughs> but like, I changed it and I was like, oh, I'm back to being able to draw again. And yeah. like, that really scared me actually because I know what my art looks like. And I like, if I can't do that, if I can't make it look like how I know in my head is going to look, I get upset. Mm-hmm. And it's insane that that, at the at this moment in time relies on a pen te- pen setting yeah i was thinking literally yesterday how much i loved like oil pastels as like an art student <laughs> don't agree but yeah and like <laughs> i mean there was a whole list of things i hated yeah and i was what did you like doing with them i just loved i felt like i could like actually produce pieces of art yeah. with it and i know they might look quite oh art student or whatever um but i gotta just remember like I've, I've been doing using the same brush on photoshop for so long now and that's what my art looks like that it's you were panicking because it wasn't looking like you wanted it to but you do have the i mean you're learning how to tattoo like you do have the background skill level and like enjoyment of it i assume that you could pick up anything eventually yeah i guess it's just it's the disconnect um of knowing how something should look and it not looking like that and not knowing what to do like especially if it's something in my comfort zone not behaving itself yeah um but yeah so you're inking then what's next so can i say something else that might i don't know if this is radical but i will tend to ink I tend to ink the lines for all characters first ah. and backgrounds second. So that that like that makes sense. So you go through the whole comic inking characters. Mostly because a lot of the comic will be like shoulder and up shots yeah. and the background will just be like a colour or whatever. Yeah. Um Actually, I think I've said something in a slightly wrong order because in a lot of my comics lately I have 
in the sketching stage, I also put down the background colour. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean the colour that the background is. Yeah. That'll be... Um, so, for example, there's a scene in uh, Denandia 2, Barnian logs in a flat, and I knew it was going to be sunset. Mm. So I put, like, a sunset gradient on everything, even though majority of it will be covered up by the interior of that house, and you only see that gradient through the windows and stuff. Yeah. But um, it's the tone of the page. Yeah. Yeah. So I do a lot of that. It also helps that, for example, in Dead Ended 2, when I was sending my... Uh, I had to send these, like, roughs to the publisher yeah. of them to know, like, what type of day it is and what, like, just the general colour mm. of the scene looked like. Well, something um, Ben Tobit uh, said to me where he would draw a comic out and have the pages all together and then zoom out so that all you can see is the colour of each page or the colour composition mm. of each page. Um, and that's a, like a solid way of looking to see whether um, it flows tonally by colour. Yeah. Um, which is something I should probably do actually is put down a base colour before I start my inking. Yeah, I mean, I would. I wouldn't do all the characters in the book and then start again and go through all the backgrounds. It's just that first thing I do on a page is draw the characters. And I also draw them in the order where I save the characters I like drawing most till last. Yeah, <laughs> that's important! Um, and. Uh, so. I've done all the inks, and there's loads of background characters, so now I just colour it. Um, the way I colour... Mm-hmm. To be honest, actually, the cutting back again, the first thing I would actually do before doing any of this digital stuff is make a template. Yeah. PSD file. Yeah. So, like, this... So, on the books I'm publishing, I have, like, a place for the number of, like... I'll have defined how I do my panels and my bubbles and my like font size and all that stuff and that's like a photoshop valve and i just keep going into that and making new pages that way i do that too um so now that i've done all that i would then uh start coloring it and reason i said the template thing is that i've already there'll be some things already in there like if i'm using any kind of like texture Mm-hmm. I've started doing like putting like noise on a lot of my pages. So you do that before. That's usually in the template, oh, or at least a la- layer for it. Yeah, yeah. If I'm using the same kind of texture or effect on every page, yeah, I will put that in there. That's really interesting because that's for me. That's one of the last things I do as a. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's no real rule I follow. Sometimes yeah. I colour with the texture on so I know what it looks like. Or like the noise or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes I leave it to the end because I like letting God decide sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. um, and uh, so yeah, I colour by typically... Um, sometimes in the other... It depends on the page, but sometimes I, I actually like colour all the background first. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't. Um getting into the habit of drawing and colouring everything behind the speech bubbles, which yes. I'm usually in by now. Because again, like, speech bubbles will be in the sketching stage, not the lining stage. Yeah. So that, like, again, the sketch is something that I would probably show to someone else. So I want it to be readable, so the bubbles will be in. Yeah. So I need to remember to line under the bubbles. Yes. Sometimes. Sometimes I don't. Um... 
some colouring. You, you letter you letter your own comics when you're not um, at the moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. I also use my own font I created, Aww. which uh, I used originally for Pantheon, and it's called the Pantheon font, but it's also mm. in Dead End yeah, and everything else. That's like nice that. though. Yeah. Um. So colouring, I tend to just do the whole like um, colour around the outline of the colour and then paint bucket the yeah. middle thing. Um, I off I, I do know that we have I tend to keep everything on the same kind of like one layer is just characters colours and one layer is background colours and I do do the thing is I do back I do make more layers to like do things behind stuff but then I flatten things average how many layers does a finished comic book page of yours have okay I'm gonna I'm gonna list them yeah so one thing i do that on some comics i do and some comics i don't pantheon the panel lines yeah will just be lines i have drawn yeah, yeah. but on dead endia it's actually a completely white layer on top with yeah that i then like can't like a delete the panels out of Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and so there's... you've got like a. Um... This is on top of all the other layers. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. So there's a panel there. Yeah. Um, there'll be a layer for the speech bubbles. Yeah. And then X amount of layers for each individual bit of writing text. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So let's say just like two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, then there'll be lines of uh-huh. characters, uh-huh. lines of background. Uh huh. Uh, colours of character, uh-huh. colours of background. Uh-huh. Both of those may will have probably a shadow layer of shading. Yep. I do tend to put some kind of texture layer. Yep. And then there'll be the absolute background gradient. Yes, yeah, yeah. Or colour. Yeah. And hidden underneath is the sketch. Yeah. So, like... 13? 12? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, well, how many uh, layers do you tend to use? Um, I'm easily clipping hundreds of layers in every page. Um, I think that's why you can finish a graphic novel <laughs> in a couple of months. But that, like, I'll talk about that when I do my process, but did, did you come to character colours on one single layer and background colours on one single layer because that's how you've always worked? Did you try grouping colours by layer or anything else like that and just decide decided that wasn't um, the right thing for you? Because, like, how do you change colours if they're not the right colour and they're almost on the same layer? Uh, paint bucket? (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, so maybe we'll explain how I colour. So I will get on Photoshop, and maybe you can do more, but it only worked out you can have like two colours active that you can like switch between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I will literally get the colour for Barney's skin and his hair. Yeah. And I will do all the skin and hair. Yeah. And then I'll get the next two colours, his shirt and his like eyes yeah. whatever 
actually no shirt and whatever and i'll cut all that then i'll like everyone's eyes because that's usually the same like white and everyone's whatever and i'm like doing that so it makes sense for me to and, and like i go from the the behind to the front so like if for example there's a picture of barney and like the vast majority of the panel is his like shirt yeah i'll just like go blah 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 blah, blah his shirt mm-hmm. and then i'll do his skin and stuff like that still on the same layer all on the same layer now this is only is this because you can you already know what colors how much tweaking do you do at the end of coloring a page on average very little yeah is that because you have a template of the characters that has the colors already in there and you're just color picking from that i think it's because i don't care too much (laughs) i mean i do care but i get to this point when i'll be doing probably a lot of tweaking early on but i have been drawing the dead endia comic in some form on the on website or whatever for like over five years yeah so it on the um dwarven comic which is much more earlier days there is a bit more but like i would have probably done that in the first few pages where i just like kind of know the palette of the yeah i and the thing is i am sort of lying i do i do you know put colors on layers below and things like that and i and usually it's just for quickness so that i can just like not care about the edges so much yeah uh i would just often like flatten them yeah um i think it's just that i don't i don't do a different layer for every single color and i i should if i cared (laughs) yeah i do think that's the right thing to do and especially if you're like doing you know I'm thinking about like is that Odyssey comic that Alberto recommended us where it's yeah. like so Technicolor and amazing like mm. obviously every layer every colour should be on a different layer for that but like Dead is quite simple and like Pantheon's very simple in terms of like a lot of flat colours mm. a lot of the same colours um yeah interesting uh typically then i end it with so, so you've done the colors now you're doing speech bubbles speech bubbles should already be there okay they would probably be there at the sketching stage yes so you've made the actual you've actually made speech bubbles you've left you've lettered it in between sketch and inks yes i oh. tend to letter it very early on wow and again this is not right but I, it's not, I it's can't, not wrong, not I right. Can't, it's just a lettering from in my brain is one of the last things that I do. I always think it's the first thing because I cannot compose a panel unless I know where the eye is going when you're reading. So, but you, you sketch in speech bubbles and I sketch in speech bubbles when I'm composing a page because that's, yes. that is good practice and you should be doing but, that. You should know where the speech is. But I uh... these will probably be my final ones <laughs> because when I say sketching, all I'm doing is typing in the words, and I do bubbles by having a layer that has a um, stroke. The black yeah, stroke. yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't talk shit about how to do um, speech bubbles. 
But, like, if I was trying to make comics that the outside world saw at large, I would absolutely get a letterer and do the bubble properly. But in, like, indie comics, there's this weird, like, yeah, you can do whatever you want kind of wink, so, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, I've just handed over art stuff to Ombriantia to Harriet. Yeah. And because um, I already did a bit of Brigantia too, I've done a couple of pages of it already. I had to hand over my PSV files to another artist. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely felt like adding a little, like messaging her on Twitter and being like, hi, these are my soul. I'm sorry. Be nice. <laughs> but it felt so weird that actually somebody. Mm. I don't. I don't care if Paul sees my layers because, <laughs> um, you know, he's not an artist. Mm. But this is another actual artist who would be using, po- possibly working off these pages, and like that felt so weird. I mean, handing over like two hundred and eighty PSDs to a publisher, and they have to go in and tinker with it, and like they like. What do they tinker with? Um, they script edit it sometimes. Wow. Like for Pantheon, that got released in French, so they went in and yeah. did all that. Um, occasionally they've like done a bit of art editing, but only if they've. They always tell about me things first, and occasionally I'm like, "Can you do that yourself?" I'm busy or whatever. Yeah. But um, one thing is like they've never commented on it. One thing that's quite funny is when I'd be making this, I'd be making like a card game with uh, my friend Lydia mm. and we share PSD files. And no matter what, when either of us open it after the other one has used it, we'll get a hundred like notifications oh, no. about change settings. And we never really know what the other one has done. Yeah. But like, we just do things differently. Yeah. And like everyone uses Photoshop differently. Yeah. Um, so, whatever. The I then do like a shading layer after I've done uh, colouring. And what's and that? Is that like a single? That'll probably be one thing. So Dead Endia, I divide into spooky scenes and non-spooky scenes. So in spooky scenes, I get a layer. I usually have it on a darkness layer. The layer style is darkness or dark or something. Dark in colour. Whatever. Uh, I said it. Wait, in Photoshop or Procreate? Photoshop. Okay. The the layer styles, and one of them is dark. Yeah. And that's and then I get a color, and I will shade. And now I learned something from Jonathan Harris. Mm. He said cheapo anime uh, shading. Yeah. Um, Cell shading. No. No. So when we were making an animation pilot. Uh, it's out in the open, a, a Wizard of Oz themed thing. Uh, we had run out of time to like shade everything perfectly. Mm. And he said, if you just do a bit of shading underneath the head on the neck, yeah, people won't notice there's no shading anywhere else in the character. Wow. Um, so quite a lot of the time on the non-spooky scenes, I just go around and put a little bit of colour underneath their neck. Sometimes underneath if their hair's like in front of them or yeah. other little bits usually just little triangles to give the impression that I've shaded Depth. everything yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but on spooky scenes yeah. I have that same darkness layer and I just paint bucket the whole thing 
and, and then erase. erase. Yes. And I always erase like a bit in the eyes and yeah. a bit on the side. I uh, that was a really I can't remember when I learned how to do that, but it really upped my um, ability to shade stuff. Um, interestingly, especially if you're doing dark stuff, because I mm. I used to always just multi-layer shading starting from like blocking it out but actually when you cover it with the whole thing and then you erase stuff away from that layer you're picking out darkness you would never put there intentionally if you were yeah. doing it by hand building up from light it's a lot easier that way to also know where the light source is yeah um because it's a bit loose otherwise do you uh pick a light source for each panel or do you like have a default light source that you just uh for every scene i'll try and know where the light source is but the composition and the readability always comes first yeah so if it would mean that my character like if like one shot's really cool because the light's in the panel and like you can see whatever yeah. if it means that for the rest of the panel everyone's in darkness and yeah, yeah. I'm top left till I die. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually where it is. Yeah. That's usually where you compose it. But again, in a kind of like, often these panels have magic in or yeah. whatever. Um, learning that like to make something look bright, you have to add more shading. Yeah. Is interesting. Like the hardest panels to colour in Dead Endia are broad daylight outdoors. Yeah. Because... I know what spooky lighting should be, but anything that's just, like, people walking yeah. around, I trip up on. Anyway, I then usually put on, like, my little noise and my textures and, like, play with them. Mm. Um, and that should be a finished page. Yeah. Uh, of a comic. That's so cool. And then I'll put it on my hard drive and Dropbox. Yeah. And the also... If it's the publisher, the publisher's Dropbox. Yeah. I will deliver in chunks that make it seem like the workflow is um, continuous. Constantly productive. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of the, the process. Thank you. That was really interesting. Well, we learnt a bit about your process during me talking about mine. Yeah. But where would you go after you have your idea? Um, yeah. Okay, so it's interesting. I thought we were really um dissimilar at the beginning but we're not actually that dissimilar um so i have an idea um i will um do a 24 page i will just draw 24 pages in a column mm -hmm. um making sure that the pages are um pages that will face each other are next to each other yeah so i'll do a single page of one and then two three four five six seven so mm -hmm. i know that what whatever i am drawing and producing um will flow and and the beats in the story will be um consistent across the pages um then i just like mark off certain bits of the page uh, not so much, uh, certain pages. I'm like, okay, I need, I think I need four pages 
to do this bit of the comic. I think I need five pages for this bit of the comic. Mm-hmm. I need one page for this. This is double page spread, blah, blah. So quite really similar to yours um, at the beginning. Um, and then I will do thumbnails. Uh, and my thumbnails are a lot more in-depth than yours, I think. Um, they... Um, again, like, I'm not, this is definitely not the, like, a better or worse <laughs> way of doing it. It's just, this is how my brain works. I think yeah. I can't just wing it. <laughs> well, I feel like my thumbnails are that pre-thumbnail thing you were talking about. Yeah. And that maybe your thumbnails are like my sketches. Yes, my, yeah, but this is in a sketchbook at this yeah. point. This is not on any kind of digital platform. Um, and then I will, um, I'll thumbnail with two thumbnails next to each other. So I'm always plotting out two pages that will be facing each other um, at the same time so that I can make sure that the panels um, flow and that I'm not drawing the same panel structure from page to page, which, mm. oh my fucking God. Like, establishing shot, one small square panel next to it, another small square panel, a long thin shot, and then a large finishing off, like, establishing shot to end the page. Like, that is my fucking go-to, and I need to not do it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And I will um, put bodies into that. Um, Usually I'll, I'll be drawing, like, expressions on the faces which is not necessary at all. But I think it helps me, like it helps me get the attitude of the page and the body language. Um, then I will draw where I think speech bubbles should go. Um, and then I will put numbers in the speech bubbles and then below that thumbnail, I will put what dialogue should be in that, um, in that scene. Um, under there, I think that, and then I'll just do that for the whole 24 pages, um, in one go. My, uh, Pantheon template PSD thing, um, I actually put in, like, five different panel layouts, because Pantheon, I did a, I, I actually drew the first chapter twice because the first time I was trying to be really interesting yeah, and it wasn't funny anymore. Yeah. Um, and so I just said, these are the five types of panels and I can deviate. But if I know I'm choosing from one of them, it'll be same enough, but also different enough. God, that's so interesting. Um, because ultimately if you read Pantheon, there's like, sometimes it's just four panel square panels and mm. like, like I said, it was just much easier for comic timing if it's just like, bam, 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 bam. Yeah. bam. Well, like um, what was it? I think off the top of my head, it might not be, but I think like Sin City yeah. is just each page is two square panels next to each other down the page. Yeah, a lot of I mean a lot of comics do that for their own like style. Yeah. You have to just like commit to something. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know what I'm committing to. Interesting panels every time. Scott McClown has ruined me. <laughs> well, also the 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 dead endia method of like having all white and then editing out. I actually leads me to being less interesting with the panel layout mm. because if I'm trying to fit everything into sort of like 
a, a box, which is what a panel is. Yeah. Um, it's not. I don't think you could do like bat woman that way. Um, yeah. But anyway, I probably. I I do really want each of my pages to be like what can the like what can each element of the comic do for this comic so I'm like yeah. what can the panels do for this page what can like and I probably should just channel you and be like I think a healthy dose of both is good yeah um, okay, so panels. No, that's that's thumbnails, and then I will um, open up Photoshop, um, or more recently Procreate. Um, but I am like definitely bumping up against. I've been using Photoshop since I was like fourteen, mm. um, and um, being able to reflexively do something in Photoshop and having to learn how to do it in Procreate or not being able to do it in Procreate, because it's limited, like, you know... Mm. It was like 10 pounds. Yeah, it's 10 pounds, and it's on a portable machine, and I don't expect it to be able to do everything that Photoshop does. I hear that Clip Studio is very good. Yeah. <laughs> I it's just like, don't it's have app... the goddamn time. I know. The, the, it's an app designed for comic making. Yeah. So it has everything, like, it can just make you panels, it can just make you yeah. speech bubbles and stuff, and I'm... Um, I know it's there. I have it on my app, on my iPad, but I just I can't bring myself to dedicate the weeks it takes to learn yeah. everything. Like, you know, 14 years of my life. Not 14. I don't know. However old I am, I can't be bothered to work it out. Anyway, I'm 28. It is 14. Hey! Mm. <laughs> um, I spent using Photoshop and I just, I don't want to, I'm good at Photoshop and I resent the idea that I should just move on to Clip Studio because Photoshop is a dick. Um, anyway, that's beside <laughs> the point. Um, yeah, so I will. Uh, I have a template. Um, I have a, and the template will include bleeds. Um, Mm. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, yeah. I have fine. things to say about bleeds. I have things to say about bleeds too, but nothing I'm going to say publicly on a podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, I include bleeds on the um, uh, on the template, and then I will draw in panels. I'll draw in the panels first, and then I'll draw in the roughs to fit the characters in the panels, which is like maybe a bit weird i don't know like i often find i'm resizing things to fit inside mm. the panels whatever um so i then sketch everything in but when i say sketch i i pencils this is like me penciling i yeah. guess and penciling i Because my my style is is like a lot more involved. Yeah. I guess um, the pencils take me quite a while, and yeah. a lot of the time, pencils my pencils like could basically be the inks, but I need them to be there. I don't know why. No, no. But like the thing is, if you 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 are doing this process, your pencils would look like this if you were a penciler on yeah. one of a big two comic. I know. The only reason why I'm not doing it is because I'm the only one that's ever going to see them. 
Yeah. And my style, like, I, when I've drawn Barney 250 times and he's designed intentionally to look like a cartoon character yeah. where you can draw him, I don't need to do that. But if I was doing, like, my crab comics are a tiny bit more involved. Yeah. And my pencils are a bit more detailed, so. I just see, I see your sketches and you inking so effortlessly over Again, that. And I'm just like, god damn. You think it's me. effortlessly. No, I but... know, I know I have this exact same thing when people are like, you're so effortlessly drawing. But like, anyway, so your pencils. And then I get my anatomy apps out mm-hmm. and then I for every panel where the anatomy matters I make a rigged doll of that pose <laughs> to use for reference in that panel which I need to learn that I don't need to do <laughs> it creates a very specific look in your work yeah and you wouldn't get the same look if you did it any other way. Yeah. And I don't think... The thing that you don't do is make things look stiff or dead. That is the fear if you rely too heavily on these things. Yeah. Um. It's just... And lots of people do it. It's one of these, like, secret things yeah. that a lot of people do. Yeah. So, and then... Then I do a weird thing where I use the... And like the anatomy stuff as like a secret base layer to make sure my anatomy and I combine that with my pencil sketches and then I ink. Yeah. Um so at this point we're all we're already on like 50 layers. <laughs> <laughs> um and then with my inks, um I will ink up to a point where like I'll ink the hair mm-hmm. and then I will make a new layer and I will ink the face and then maybe I'll make a new layer and ink the eyes mm-hmm. <laughs> and then maybe I'll make a new layer um, and it's all just uh, I'm just a fucking control freak I think it just means that if something is off I don't have to piss about selecting it I can just click that layer click transform um, and I can change that small thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so I've got the inks, and then I will ink the background. Again, like, I, I use a shit ton of references. Um, and if I can really sketch me trace over those references to help me out, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I mean, reading tons of manga where it's essentially just like photos of Tokyo that have been like digitally turned into black and white like yeah it's uh again people get pushed into thinking that tracing and reference even is wrong when (laughs) everyone does it and I I I think it comes from the the whole like culture of naturally gifted at art and not trained to be gifted at art yeah um i think uh there was something that somebody posted um on twitter was like fine artists like dutch real life people were using contraptions mm -hmm. and traced those contraptions yeah and like we just always did that um 
and then I will do my colours. I do do flats, so I will have a colour palette um, for if I'm doing colour, which I don't tend to do. I really like black and white comics and a lot of my comics will be black and white with spot colour. Um, but like for example with Brigantia, um, I have a whole separate page um, of my palettes and I'll switch back and forward clicking two colours at a time uh, and I will do all of the hair uh, so Brigantia's hair is red I'll do all of the hair on that page on one layer um, and I had a special order so that I can do the thing that you spoke about earlier um, where I can just scribble, so I'll have hair yeah, on top, yeah. the face of underneath, and I will like really, really roughly scribble underneath that layer. Um, and then, so once all the colours in, um, then I go on to my highlights and shadows. Um, and that, uh, my shadows tend to be, uh, I'll paint them in. Um, and that'll be a dark blue probably on a multiply layer on Photoshop. Um, and then the highlights are probably like a light yellow on overlay. Um, and then I've got uh, a bunch of shit I do with um, gradients where I'll select the entire character, I'll fill them with the gradients and that like puts like an inner glow. Yeah on the whole figure which is something that i've like didn't learn about until recently but then when i look at like comic book art i'm like oh yeah i can totally see there's a gradient being used there to like mm -hmm. highlight this character and i was like oh it's a neat little trick that i just learned um so that's recently what i've been doing um and then i will put a texture layer on top uh, and that makes me feel good because <laughs> texture layers make everything look good uh, and I have like a library of textures um, mm. that I use depending on what I want. Like I have a couple that I use like really regularly. One of them is like a weird, uh, it's like a wool knit. Okay. Yeah, it's, it just works. It's like a like wool knit pattern that I will desaturate, stick on overlay and whack mm -hmm. it down. It's just like, it gives like a nice grain to it. Yeah, I mean, textures are a whole episode because I know some people think they're the, like, calling card of amateur art, but, like, all art's Fuck amateur. <laughs> um, yeah. And I've definitely been known to go too hard on it, mm. on the, like, it's paper texture, like, yeah. very hard. But I need some kind of noise on it because I don't know why I want to pretend that my art isn't digital. Yeah. But I, there's just something, for example, the Dwarven comic, if that didn't have any kind of texture, I would, there would just be something wrong with mm. like how clean and polished everything is yeah. with something so like medieval and fantasy, but you know. And then I put it all in a group mm -hmm. I duplicate that group. <sighs> And I flatten everything, mm -hmm. and then I play about with curves. This is not a stage I do. <laughs> so, even though I have a stand standard colour palette for every thing, everything, yeah. um, 
at the end I will mess about with contrast levels and um, colour saturation levels. Um, so each individual page like looks consistent within itself. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'll find a different colour for Brigantia's hair that looks really nice and I'll use that consistently going forward. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad practice or not. I don't know. I'm very, I guess I'm very focused on each page looking really good. Yeah. Which I shouldn't do if I want to produce comics quickly. I do want to do that. But I can't like, like, let that go. There's times and places. Yeah. There's not all the time. <laughs> and all the places. It's, ma- it's maybe not something for, like, Brigantia. Yeah. Um, that's like... The thing that you save for the big pages you want to like go wow because yeah. again if, if every page is the same level of wow yeah. none of them stand out but for smaller stories and you know those kind of indie quiet mm. things that i know you like to do yeah. i do think it's important to make every page like a piece of art yeah um, i think like looking at laura dean like each page is a piece of art yes but in a different way, like... in a very different way, because that that's very restrained. Yeah. There's only again we're similar in the sense that you like black, white, and spot color. Yeah. Um. Just... I color picked Lauradine, and it's not it's not even black and white spot color. Like all the sh- uh, all the shadows are like a slightly warmer gray, mm. which was cool to find out. <laughs> I'm exhausted. That was long. Yeah. Um, I'd love to hear your processes or any point of like something that you really bumped up against is really alien to you or mm. something that you do that solved stuff. I don't necessarily know how much I want to hear how all of the things I've learned over years can be done with just a click of a button. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but that's like a, you know, something that we all must face. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I thought that was enjoyable. Yeah, I, I thought thanks it was... for listening if you're this far <laughs> into it. Yeah, but I think generally I was surprised at how similar our processes are because I think we both think the other one is an alien. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was good. I know I want to make some comics now. <laughs> <laughs> we have to make a comic in each other's process. Oh my god. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I, could, <laughs> I don't think my computer can handle that m- many layers. I just I need to I need to need to feel that I can edit everything if I if I need to. Okay. Um we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you. Microphone. <laughs> You've been listening to Full Bleed. You can follow us on Twitter at Full Bleed Pod, where you'll also find our individual accounts. Thanks for listening. Thank you.